BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, Ryan. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly show. It is Monday. I am in all kinds of an awesome mood. We spent the entire weekend savaging the left. 
We will continue to savage the left. I will lay out for you today in a very special, special Jesse Kelly show the way forward, the path we must travel. People have asked me, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? The answer is always, oh, vote, I guess. Oh, I have a more specific answer. And it's going to be so much fun as long as you get your mind in the right place. But before we get to that, before we get to where we are, where we need to go, let's talk about something freaking horrific. I want you to put yourself in this situation. You go home tonight. Walk in, see the fam. Life is good. Have a nice dinner, sit down. Talk over how the day went. Maybe sit back, catch an old movie. That's all you can watch with the kids anymore. Put everybody to bed at 9 o'clock. Lean down, kiss your little kiddos on the forehead. Head on in with the wife. Maybe even get lucky. Then you lay your head down on the pillow and go to sleep. You wake up at midnight. There are spotlights pointing through your window of your master bedroom. You then hear your front door shatter as people kick it in. Your children are screaming. Your wife is screaming. You get up to grab your weapon before you can. Three uniformed men start wailing on you with batons. Your wife is begging them to stop. Finally, when you are concussed, your children screaming, Dad, please help. You are placed in handcuffs, dragged to the front door. As you are loaded onto the truck, you look back at your home and actually see your wife and those two kids also in handcuffs being dragged to the door and thrown on a different truck, at which point you are blindfolded. You are driven to a secluded fortress-looking thing. They tear off your blindfold. They remove you from the truck. They even take off your handcuffs and make you stand in rows with the other prisoners who were in the back of the truck. They begin screaming at you. You are obviously confused. You don't understand what's happening because you're a law-abiding citizen. They tell everybody you are not allowed to move. You are not allowed to speak. Somebody six people down reaches up and swats a mosquito off his neck. At which point the man who was doing the shouting walks up to that man and fires a bullet into his forehead. They then turn you around March you into a gigantic 
courtyard just inside the front gate, which slams behind you, and they force you to strip down to your underwear. They then march you inside of the prison as soon as you walk in. The first thing that hits you is the smell. It smells like an open sewer in there, and you are about to find out why. It is hot and dank, and it reeks, and it's really quiet. And you begin walking by and being marched by all these cells, and you see people in these cells And most of them are barely looking up at you, casting quick glances, almost as if they're scared to look at you. You're marched into a cell with a steel bar going across the middle of it, about three feet off the ground. It goes from wall to wall, one steel bar. There are people on their knees, on their butts, depending on which comfort level they're seeking at the time, shackled to the bar, you get clubbed in the back again, and they shackle you to the bar, turn around, and slam the jail cell door closed. At which point, the person next to you leans over very, very, very quietly and asks if you were able to smuggle in any silverware. You're a little confused at this time. You ask this person, "What? why would I smuggle in silverware? What is this place? The person tells you, because I need something to kill myself, and I was hoping you had it with you. You hear somebody scream in the building. You ask the person next to you what's going on. They shush you quickly as you'll both be shot if you're caught talking. But then once the guards make their next pass, the person next to you leans over and explains that scream you heard was one of the people who had been removed from the cells laid down on an operating table, and while they were still alive without the benefit of anesthesia, had their organs removed one by one. That scenario I just told you is not something from some gross, over-the-top, horrific horror movie. I didn't invent it. And it ain't fiction. That is the exact scenario thousands of people lived through at the S-21 prison in Khmer Rouge, Cambodia, under Pol Pot. Remember something, if you don't remember anything for the rest of this show, rest of this day, rest of this week, rest of your life, people have existed 
and exited this world in some really, really, really ugly ways in this lifetime. Remember that. Now, let's talk about Cambodia for a moment where all this took place. But before we get there, we got to do a little lead up. You know how we do. And I have to be honest, Chris, when I was doing some digging into this this weekend, it occurred to me, I'm like, have we become a French show? And the reason I say that is I feel like so many stories through any part of relatively modern history lead back to France in some way. And so I know you're going to find this shocking, but Cambodia was a French colony. Of course it was. Of course this leads back to France. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. You need a good night's sleep, and you need one every single night. You know they tell you it takes days, days to recover after one bad night's sleep? Now think about how many you string together in a row. And I'm not pointing fingers at you. Look, I'm I'm really not. I wouldn't be the one to do so because I've been there. And I kick the can down the road, and I kick the can down the road, and then I kick the can down the road some more. Oh, you know what? I'll just, you know what? Give me that cold medicine. Give me those sleeping pills tonight. I'm due. I haven't slept in three or four nights. Man, that is a bad way to live your life, and you don't have to do it anymore. You have an option sitting right in front of you right now, and it's called Ebb Sleep, and it works, and it works really, really, really well. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code jesse at checkout. That gets you 25 bucks off. France colonized that Indochina, Vietnam, Cambodia area. And I have to say this. They didn't do a terrible job of it. As far as colonizing goes, colonizing is made out to be such a bad word. And it certainly can get super ugly. But France at least attempted a lot to do it as nicely as humanly possible. It wasn't, it, I mean, it was even nicer than the Roman model, which was extremely live and let live. The France model was, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to be here and you're going to have a puppet king and kind of do what we want you to do, but we are going to have schools built everywhere. We're going to educate the population. We're going to build beautiful cafes and buildings everywhere. France wouldn't just colonize you and pillage you for everything you had. France spent money there. To this day, I'm told I've not been there. I can't testify to this. 
to this day, I'm told that places like Vietnam have some beautiful, beautiful infrastructure from France. Because France was there and rebuilt things. So here's the situation. Pol Pot was born. He was the eighth of nine kids. And his name was Saloth Tsar. He was not Pol Pot. Saloth Tsar was his name. His dad's name was Pen Saloth. His mother's name was Suknem. Quit, Chris. What is wrong with you? Suknem and Pen Saloth. You don't need to know those names. I just thought you'd want to know that's what they were now. And here's the funny thing about Pol Pot. And I find it I find it funny because I find it to be such a common theme with these commie monsters who rise to power. Pol Pot eventually, and we'll get there, sold himself as this farmer's man of the people. A man from poverty. I know what you're going through, working your fingers to the bone. Eh, no, he didn't. You see, Pol Pot, oh yeah, they were from a farming family. But have you ever driven on or at least driven by one of those massive farms? And you look in and everything is pristine. Every bit of fence is pristine. You can see the gigantic farmhouse and houses on the property. Barns, brand new looking tractors, horses that look like they're probably half million dollar race horses. You know what I'm talking about. Mega, mega, mega farms. And then there's the guy up the road. With 10 acres, just trying to get in a corn crop this year, get enough money so he can fix that patch of fence that's been breaking down over time. Both those people are farmers, right? But let's be honest, we're not talking about the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing. And that happens so often in life. Where the devil is in the details. You know what I mean. How many how many people from professions you love will pull this off? Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a doctor. Oh, really? What kind of doctor are you? Oh, uh it's uh hypnotism. Wait, what? I'm a teacher. I've been educating young minds for 15 years. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you for your service. What do you teach? A uh, second grade gym. I am a veteran. I have been to Iraq. And I'm telling you, I know what the sight of blood looks like. Oh, man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. What, what did you do over there? Oh, I was in the JAG. I was a lawyer. We never left the base. The devil is in the details. Pol Pot grows up poor student. And Pol Pot 
poor student as he was, had a really, really, really privileged life. How about that? Not only was his family well off, owned a mega farm, they knew the royal family of Cambodia very well. Pol Pot, Pol Pot lived his life in luxury. And isn't it funny? Pol Pot was surrounded by poor people, but lived his life in luxury and ended up really, really finding the appeal of communism. How about that? Now, remember, France is kind of in control here, but right up to the 40s, for a brief period of time during the 40s, France was no longer in control. Why? Anybody want to guess? Anyone know what else was going on in the 40s? Yeah. The Japanese came marching into Cambodia and said, there's a new sheriff in town. Now, how much do you know about the Japanese? Well, you listen to my show, so you probably know quite a lot. And you probably know quite a lot about the Japanese specifically in this era. In case you do not just know this, and this is not an indictment of Japan, uh, of Japan because, you know, I kind of think they were awesome, just horrific. Um, they were also horrifically racist, and I mean horrifically racist. You had a huge ja- Japan Japanese people are the superior people type thing. Horrifically racist, horrifically brutal, just a brutal racist people. That's who they were. How do you think life was in Cambodia once the Japanese came storming in there? Look it up. It was not good. But then Japan loses World War II and back comes in France. And right about at this point in time, the Cambodian people have had quite enough. Now, there's something else happening in Cambodia. And this is going to play a role later on. There were tons of Chinese people and Vietnamese people coming into Cambodia. Many already lived there. Many were coming into it. And this is a dynamic that will be difficult for many of us to understand. But I want you to picture this. The Cambodian people, the Cambodian people were almost all poor, very blue-collar They had their own parts of town, even in major cities where they lived in bamboo shanties. I mean, something straight out of the movies. You'd have them up on stilts with a cowl underneath the house. The Chinese and Vietnamese people, not the Cambodian people, they had all the good jobs. They had all the upper crust things in society. Now, picture how that comes off. If you're a Cambodian, again, difficult for us to understand, but I want you to imagine not that there's a thing in the world wrong with landscaping or pounding nails. You know, that's how I grew up, but I want you to imagine you and every American buddy, you know, shows up and you're roofing every day in the hot sun and you look as only people from Mexico are driving their Mercedeses to their white-collar jobs. 
Hang on. It's an ugly, chaotic world right now. That's just, that's what we're stuck in. No need whining about it. No need complaining about it. That's what we're stuck in. But you understand that at some point in time, you're going to want to retire. And when you retire, it would be nice to retire with some money so you can eat and still live. If all of your money is in the stock market right now, with all this calamity, you're crazy. Start diversifying. Get into precious metals. You have to. It's nuts not to. Everybody knows you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Look, if you get a hold of birchgold.com slash jesse, that's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash jesse, they'll actually give you a free 20-page kit to find out about it. You can move your IRA to a precious metals IRA. You need to consider Birch Gold and consider it right now. It's crazy out there. Birchgold.com slash jesse. Japan rolls in. Japan rolls out. France takes over. Now, what is taking place in the world post-World War II? Anyone want to take any guesses on this? Communism. Remember that scenario I painted for you beforehand? How all the Cambodian people... Were the blue-collar, downtrodden, poorer people, the Chinese and Vietnamese were holding all the good jobs in society. We had French rule, then Japanese rule, then back to French rule. Understand this, as evil as it is, and it is evil, communism thrives in environments like that. If you're poor, angry, seeing everyone else in society but you get wins when all you do is rack up losses and along comes a man named Pol Pot who tells you this is wrong. You're the best. Screw all of them. Does that sound familiar? Forget just communism. I mean, that was Hitler too. The downtrodden people. They are easier to get to. It's part of the reason leftists are always game to rip apart the society in which they live. It's not only because they hate themselves, that's part of it, sure, but a big part of it is this. They know that makes you ripe for the taking. Who in the world is going to listen to the message of communism from your two, 3,000 square foot house, nice car, pantry full of food, good career, 
somebody kicks in the door and says, what we need is justice for the working man. And you're going to say, go screw yourself. I got things good. See ya. But you lose your job. Someone else takes it. You are down on your luck. The people you know are down on their luck. You have kids looking at you saying, Daddy, why does he have your job? And then somebody kicks in your door and says, the working man needs to take over. Does that have a little more appeal? Sound a little better to you then? You bet it does. Now, let's step away from this for just a brief moment. Pol Pot, how did he get to be a commie? Well, remember, child of privilege. So many of the worst leftists in history, children of privilege. You see, the French, remember how I said it wasn't all that bad? Schools and such. Pol Pot was highly educated. I mean, he was notoriously a really bad student, but still highly educated in Cambodia. He even got put on a French kind of foreign exchange program. Again, not that bad. Where they sent him to France to get more educated. And then he starts to hear about communism. Starts to get really intrigued by communism. Starts to get heavily involved in communism. And soon he finds himself in as part of the rebel communist party in Cambodia. 1953, the king tells France, get out. France does it. Remember, France is, at this point in time, dealing with some fairly significant problems in the Vietnam area. We'll talk about that another day. This is still pretty fresh from World War II. France is not flush with cash. France just does not have the time and or energy to mess with Cambodia. And the world does not have an appetite at this time for any kind of imperialism that fresh off of Adolf Hitler. So when Cambodia decides, I want to be independent, France kind of is like, oh, crap. All right, whatever. Have your Cambodia. Too many mosquitoes there anyway. Well, now the king's in charge. Now that Communist Party I told you about, now they're really, really starting to rise. And communism is one of those fascinating things. It's one of the few things America got right when it comes to countering communism. We clearly, let me just take a brief sidestep here. Let's be honest. We failed when it comes to stopping communism. Whatever we did didn't work. I'm not pointing to individual persons and their failure. Lord knows I have enough of them myself. But let's be honest about the state of things here. Um, The leftists completely control every pillar of power, not in Russia, in the borders of the United States of America. That we were unable to stop that is such a stunning indictment of American leadership and American strategy when it comes to fighting back against it. But anyway, that's a story for another day. So the thing about communism is it does spread. That's one of the things we got right. It spreads like an infection. It always has. 
It spread throughout France during World War I and Germany during World War I. I mean, shoot, that's when they had the Commie Revolution during World War I. And post-World War II, it was spreading and spreading hard. We are talking the era of Stalin. We're talking the era of Mao. We're talking the era of the Viet Minh, the precursor to the Viet Cong in Vietnam. Communism is spreading. And guess who starts bouncing around to these areas? That's the amazing thing about communism. They do tend to work with other people from other nations a lot. A lot. During this time, Pol Pot is bouncing around and getting quite an education. 1959, he changed, well, he essentially disappears. I mean, the guy's like a Bond movie villain. He leaves his family and disappears. They don't know where he goes. And where he goes, he disappears into the Cambodian countryside to recruit more people for the cause. Now, I mentioned China. You've heard of the Great Leap Forward, I would assume. Chris, you've heard of the Great Leap Forward. You know when people say Mao killed 50, 60 million people? Just know that they're not exaggerating and many people think they're undershooting. I'm not going to break it all down. This is for another show, another time. But Mao decided China had to rapidly advance industrially and otherwise. And so he essentially enslaved vast portions of his population and intentionally worked them to death. One, to rapidly build. Two, to reduce the number of mouths to feed. He confiscated 33% of the homes in China so they would have building materials for the factories. They would just show up. Uh, Yeah, it's time to get out. We're taking your home. And they would just level it to the ground to take the materials. 50, 60 million people dead. Probably the largest mass murderer in the history of mankind. Guess who goes and sits down with Mao Zedong, looks around at the the Great Leap Forward and says, Ah, this is not too bad, Mao. You're on to something here. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. What if you were financially ruined and your credit was destroyed and you didn't do anything wrong? You know that I'm not making up that story. That's not something that potentially happens. That's something that happens right now all the time in the United States of America because the new online crime out there that's crushing people is not necessarily identity theft. It's not credit card theft. I've had my credit card stolen before. I think they charged me $40 that I got instantly reimbursed for. No, the real danger for you is somebody 
stealing your home title. They're all online right now, and with the snap of their fingers, they can take yours, take out a loan on your home, and financially ruin you unless you have Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the code JESSE. Get you 30 days of free protection. Pol Pot gets back from learning from Mao and the communist insurgency in Cambodia has begun. And I'm not going to belabor all of this because we have a lot to get to today, including all the trouble I've been causing over the weekend. But Pol Pot, Pol Pot reigned for like three years. And Pol Pot killed 25% of Cambodia in three years. Do you know how stunning that is? Look how long the reigns of Stalin was. Of Mao. Pol Pot was there for five minutes and managed to kill that many people. And the horrible thing about Pol Pot was He was all in on this, it's the workers' rebellion. It's all about the worker, the blue-collar guy. And Pol Pot, his main goal was to wipe out all the educated people in Cambodia. He would famously have you shot if your government officials kicked in the door and found glasses in your home because it showed that you knew how to read. Pol Pot killed doctors. Pol Pot killed teachers. Anybody with any level of education was killed. They call what he did in Cambodia the killing fields. Because oftentimes people would be marched into the fields, told to dig their own graves, and then would collapse from starvation or exhaustion before they could get the the hole dug, or at least dug very deeply, and they just shot them and piled them in there anyway. They decided they wanted to save money at one point. Bullets were costly. So, so they just started killing people with sharpened bamboo shoots, knives, bayonets, spades. If you can believe it or not, I'm going to skip this part because it's way too dark. Just know that children, including babies, were not by any means let off the hook with all this. And... They were oftentimes removed from life in very, very ugly ways. Too dark for me to talk about on the radio. Not going to do it. Makes me feel icky. And here's the part of the whole story that has always gotten to me, and I know it shouldn't. I know that there's rarely any justice in this life. I know there's not. That's for the next one. 
But Pol Pot, while he was ousted from power, like I said, after just a few years, Pol Pot died in his bed in his 70s. Pol Pot went to sleep one night and didn't wake up again. You remember that S21 prison we opened the show with? Thousands, 20, 30, 40,000 people lived that existence. You remember that request for silverware? The guards would march through and inspect the prisoners every single day, not for signs of escape. There was no escape. They would inspect the prisoners to make sure they had not come across anything they could use to kill themselves with. Imagine Suicide being such a rampant problem, you have to stop the weapons. That's how horrible that existence was. And Pol Pot died safely, soundly in his bed in his 70s. I'd sign up for 70 today. I ain't ever going to see 70. Can you believe this? So this leads me to what I wanted to talk about today. Um, People have asked why I did what I did this weekend. And in case you don't know what I did, here's what I did. You see, we're tearing down monuments everywhere across the country. Everywhere. Columbus. Teddy Roosevelt. Abe Lincoln. Ulysses S. Grant. We are tearing down everything across the United States of America. And... It's disgusting. And I don't know a better way to fight back than what I've decided to do. I understand this is making everybody uncomfortable. I take that back. A lot of people are loving it. But the truth is simply this. Conservatism has failed to contain leftism, communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it. It has failed to contain that because it has no mechanism for offense. Hang on, I'll explain. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, give her $100. If you're with the mob, 
I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannock-Karam, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect. Which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.